Alrighty guys, welcome back to Listen to This, a podcast for music, about music, and everything in between. <laughs> for music. Music. Please listen to us. Sponsor us even. Please. We love you. Anyway, I'm Danny. And I'm Alex. And just a little disclaimer, so we are not experts, we are not anything of the sort when it comes to music, but we do appreciate music and we do listen to vast quantities of it in a day. And this is the platform <laughs> that we can use to share our affinity and at time malice for some songs. Oh, that particular. sounded like scary, like malice. There's it's only a- one song I hate that. <laughs> I know, we're going to find that out soon, I hope. Like, eventually I'll coax that out of you. But today's lineup is concerts. Concerts, which I admittedly am a comparative lightweight compared to Danny, who has been to, uh, I, do you think you can say over 100 shows? Oh, I wish. No, it's no. probably... Just dozens. Yeah, I want to say dozens, which is surprising because my parents tried very hard to keep me from going to concerts until I was 18, believe it or not. Really? Why? Because uh, a lot of the festivals I wanted to go to, like, um, I think my first concert ever was actually Spring Fever Tour, and I think that was in 2012. Uh, it had Yumi at Six, Mayday Parade, Pierce the Veil, and All Time Low. And my, it was in Milwaukee. It was at the Rave. And my friend was going to go, but then she dropped out and couldn't go, and my dad was like, if it's in Milwaukee, you are not going. <laughs> and so I spent, I like wrote an essay, I'm not even kidding, about like all the reasons I should go and like who is driving, the whole shebang. And he goes, okay, you can go if I meet the driver and like talk through where you guys are like going to park, stuff like that. And so he met my friend and like terrified the shit out of my friend. Oh boy. And he's like, where are you going to park? Like, have you been there before? Do you know how to get to Milwaukee? What way do you take? He, like, every detail of the trip. And my friend's like, yeah, I'm driving. We're going to park in the parking lot. We're going <laughs> to... Everything my dad wanted to hear, dad click off. We didn't do that. <laughs> like, uh, our older friend ended up driving us. We all piled into these two cars. I don't even... We parked by McDonald's on that road and walked, like, two blocks. Let's say that, that was a few blocks away yeah. from the rave. and yeah. we walked to the rave. We were good. You were, you were how old, 16? Uh, yes. I think, no, I must have been like almost 16. I want to say I was like like 15 turning 16 that year. A G kid right here. I know. It was, that was a fun concert though. And that. Was it your first one? Mm-hmm. Like your very first, like of all time? Okay, technically my very first was Hillary Duff. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> With my Let's mom. Let's hear that story. Hell <laughs> yeah. Let's hear that story. <laughs> I. Don't remember much of it. I think it was um, her most wanted tour, if I remember correctly. So, you still remember Hillary Duff's tour names? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, Hillary, I, for the love of God, I want you to know you do still have fans out there, and, <laughs> and, and now she has a podcast. <laughs> Ta-da! Look at me go. Yeah, no, that was That's technically cool. my first concert, but my first concert without any parental supervision was the Spring Fever tour. You said, you said it was a good show? Oh, I loved it. Especially... The, the, the lineup sounded good. So. Yeah. Yumi at Six was always fun. I would just got it, getting into them. They're like a UK like punk band. They were like super fun to watch. Made It Parade actually didn't do it for me that time. Because really? Because I knew them for some of their sad songs, but like Black Cat, right. When I Get Home You're So Dead, 
like stuff of that nature. I knew them to be a little more like uppity. Yeah, so they played a lot more of their slower stuff. It must have been from their new album at the time that I did not get a chance to listen to because I was packing it full with All Time Low, Pierce, and You Me at Six. Yeah. So Mayday kind of got the short end of that stick. Pierce the Veil was super fun to watch, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was a it was such a fun time. Yeah. Like the whole set was super good. The whole like theatrics to it was so much fun. Like everybody was moving. That's when I was like, I want to go to more. <laughs> like that's when the addiction you, you, you to concerts started. Better. Yeah, it's like yeah. let's go. And I think the next year, 2013, is when I went to my first Warp tour. Oh, and Warped. that's where I'm so it jealous. You actually got to go to those. The only, the only time I had like the actual time to go to Warp was the very last year of the Warp tour, and instead I left the country. So it was. I missed that. It I was. Just, I missed weird. that. I went with my two good best girlfriends from high school, and so we got up like super early in the morning, drove to Milwaukee, so we were like the first people in line. And I had never been to, like, Summerfest. I hadn't really been to any big festivals. So this was, like, the big carnival festival to me, almost. Okay. Because the only thing I could compare it to is, like, the fairs that I used to have back home. So just with the amount of people and the amount of things going on. And there's booths for all these bands. And there's, like, people going, like, there's all this food. There's all this merch. All these people, like, all of a sudden you're seeing, like, a band member just walking through the crowd. And you're just so starstruck and you're like oh my god what's going on yeah yeah that was the best part about warped i think is just seeing everybody kind of just walking around like there's just so much to see and you're just like oh. like even even the bands that are there as part of the tour are there to appreciate the other bands yeah music exactly and be fans yeah like it's the coolest part about it because like you'd be watching like a band and all of a sudden you see like all these other band members on the side just sitting there cheering them on or something and so it's always so cool to kind of see just not only how many bands are coming out for this tour but how many bands are coming out for other bandmates too and other band members and other groups so it was a really cool support to see and that's the kind of support that you see in like local music scenes like, not, not just, like, for us local here, but in general, like, small bands will support other small bands at their oh, shows, yeah. and then it's it's always reciprocated and stuff. And, Which, and then what's nice is that if one of them does get the opportunity to make it big, they will have their friends that they performed with in the past be, like, their opening band. Yeah, like exactly. Which, which, which I like. I like a community that can be bred from, from that kind of scene. I like that a lot. I also love the fact that I have seen both 303 at Warped Tour twice they are the funniest band to see live so that's gonna be a party it is it's literally they're just having a ball they don't even have to be singing at this point and everybody in the crowd is singing dancing like people are crowd surfing and you're just like what in the hell is going on here is 303 still together? yeah yeah they're old but they're jumping around still like the last time <laughs> I, them. Yeah, last time cool. I saw the short the short guy, not the tall, skinny one, but the shorter one, he had, like, this full-on beard. Really? And I was very uncomfortable for some reason, because I think the last music video I ever saw of them, they were, like, late 20s, so they just looked really young, and I'm like, oh, man. I think the last music video I saw for them was, I don't know what came first, Starstruck or blah, or blah, 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 but regardless, it was... It was a time ago. It was a decade ago, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. And then I saw Kesha, I think, just last year. So for some reason to me, seeing both of those people live 
was just kind of a weird like party bucket list almost I guess yeah yeah hmm party bucket list I I, I, I have to make one of those it was just I don't know because like I've always kind of wanted to see Kesha live like seeing 303 was nice but it was accidental mm. and I never was gonna go out of my way to see them or Kesha play but then she came to Panther Fest and played at it the... It was Panther Fest yeah. Star, okay. And so I went there sicker than a dog, too. I was so sick. I lost my voice that week. Like, I could not talk. I thought I had the flu. But damn it, you were going to hear TikTok live. <laughs> You're damn straight. No, I went there for Take It Off. Someone whipped their pants... This is a school event, and someone, like, whipped their pants off immediately. It was the funniest thing. I have had so many people describe to me what that concert was like that that at this point I'm just picturing a war zone of <laughs> sleaze. <laughs> and I went with um, Mal and then her roommates and then like some other people. And um, they might have been there. I don't, know. I don't quite remember how they knew anybody in the group, but they were there. But I just remember dying and then also like sitting down and like coughing till I was. Thought I was gonna pass out, and all of a sudden oh she'd she'd play like a song I knew, and I'd immediately jump up and start singing and like dancing, and I almost fell off the like little chair I was on. It was a mess, but it was so much fun. That's cool though, like like like, like that's a, that, that, that that's a good concert then. And even when you're dying, you want to get up and dance yeah. to the music. That's I think good. right after that, uh, Mal has a picture of me like passed out on the lawn. Like we were waiting for an Uber, and I'm like, I just need to sit down, and like she's like, what? And I just laid down and like fell asleep for like five minutes. Oh boy, your body probably hated you the next day. Oh yeah, I couldn't, I got to work and they were like, hey, how's it going? And I was just like, not, uh uh-uh, not going to speak today. Like I couldn't, I had to like sign at them because I just could not speak. Oh boy. It was bad. It was a bad week. So I'm going to shift to a uh, a very wholesome experience of my first concert. (laughs) Wholesome. Well, so I... Did you see the Wiggles? (laughs) No, as much of a rager as that would be, no, I did not go see the Wiggles, but... If uh, if anyone ever wants to start jamming to some fruit salad, hit me up. Um, <laughs> oh my God. No, so I didn't really go to I I genuinely think because I cannot think of any other time. I don't think my first concert was until I was eighteen. Because I cannot think of going and seeing a live music show beyond you know okay yeah, there's the whole high school band concert and yeah I go and see maybe like local performances or something like that like i i i had I've, I've been to the symphony before but the first like Never me- music symphony. <laughs> you're so uncultured I know. but the only the, the, the first real music act i went and saw i think when i was 18 it was with a girl i was seeing at the time and she was into a i don't know if they're exclusively christian music but they're definitely <laughs> christian founded <laughs> And I saw Green River Ordinance, and and they were fine. It wasn't a bad concert. It wasn't. I, I think nowadays I would probably be able to appreciate their music more than yeah. I could at that time. But I was, I was like, this is a fun time, and I'm here with friends, and I, I I'm at a venue that I know I like because it was it was in a, a, a nearby town. And then what was cool is uh, the girls all wanted to take pictures with the band members after the show because it was a very small, not very, but a comparatively small show. Thing. Yeah. I do have the soft spot for the band because so I'm a relatively taller guy. And when I was just taking pictures for the girls, like, with the members, the lead singer looks at me, and he was probably 6'3", and I'm, yeah, he, he yeah. looks at me and says, Hey, tall guy, can I have a picture with you? And the fact that a performer who just did a whole show came to me and said, Can I have a picture with you? I was just like, this Aww. is really cool, actually. I like this guy a lot. Green River Ordinance, you're all right in my book. I hope you guys, I hope you guys are still doing well. But that was my first time going to a show, 
And even though it was not my thing and it was very, it was very laid back, mm-hmm. it also kind of got me a bug because then that, that first year, that was the first year I went to Summerfest then. And I saw, come to think of it, my first shows weren't great for me. I, but, uh, I saw uh, Arctic Monkeys. Oh, I've always wanted to see them, but I'm afraid it's going to ruin it for me for some reason. So this, this concert is going to be a very storied time here, so buckle up. Buckle up, Buttercup. So I was working at a McDonald's. I made a friend there, a coworker. I mean, I made a lot of friends there. But this guy and I were talking music for a bit. And he said, hey, Summerfest is going on and Arctic Monkeys is playing tomorrow or in two days or something. Do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't really know Arctic Monkeys. I, I, I think I'm pretty sure I said, who are they? Like, I had never heard of them at this point. And this is in the year 2014 or 2015 or whatever, something like that. Whatever, whatever year their album with, like, the sound waves on it came out. It played a few other their big singles. I'm like, I don't know any of these, but... I wanted to go to a concert. I wanted to hang out with him because he was my buddy from work. And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's go. And they were a, they were a big draw. the The arena was packed. Like every single seat was taken in that whole like a whole half circle setup they had. Yeah. And there was a crowd going back, and we were just part of the crowd listening. Um, and I and I listened to him, and I'm like, this is this is this is music. I'm listening to it, and I'm like, this is objectively good, but it's just not for me. In order to thank me for paying for parking, my friend had actually bought me with the, with the new album. And he's like, yeah, here you go. This is for you. And I'm like, oh, cool. Thank you. And I'm like, I, l- I listened to the album and I'm like, I, I just cannot get into this. It is not for me. However, in the years to come and still to well, 2019, the most recent year happened, I would go on to meet people in my life who were also at that show. That show is like is like the backstory origin for what would become a bunch of my friends. People who I wouldn't meet for seven years, they were at that show somewhere in the crowd. Isn't that the, just wacky, though? The like, Arctic Monkeys concert at Summerfest is so important to me, and I don't give two shits about Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> this is funny, because Arctic Monkeys is really big, especially when I was, like, a sophomore in high school. So at that time, I was still kind of, like, going into, like, Pierce the Veil sort of stuff, Mayday Parade, uh... Blackmail Brides, uh, early Bring Me the Horizon, don't give me that look. I, <laughs> I swear I didn't give her a look. <laughs> like, Falling in Reverse, stuff like that. So they weren't really my cup of tea at the time. But then, uh, a little after 2015, freshman in college, I'm sitting in my dorm watching Peaky Blinders. Great show, by the way, but that's not the point of the story. The point is, there's an episode, or a scene on the last episode of the second season. And not to give too much away, in the background, uh, the instrumental part of Do I Want to Know is playing, and he bursts through the doors, and that's where, like, it really kicks in, and, like, the bass drum is going and shit like that, and he's talking about, like, all he wants to do, and I was just like, I don't know what this song is, but I want to know. And so that's when I got into Arctic Monkeys, was basically because of Beaky Blinders. (laughs) And that's so many years later, after, like, everybody kind of knew who they were. A story like that, I, I, I love that kind of thing. Like, I didn't care about AFI until Prelude twelve twenty one played an episode of Smallville kind of thing. And it was it was an incredible scene. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I, that, that's a good reason to at least, maybe not get into a band, but appreciate yeah. what the band is. And I actually now, I, I don't know why, but something in your story helped fill in more of my, my, my memory in regards to my concert. There was nothing that re- relevant to what I'm about to say, but something about a word you said must have triggered it in my head. I remember that my friend wasn't talking about inherently going and seeing Arctic Monkeys. We wanted to go see Jimmy Eat World, who was in like oh. three days. And he was like, hey, you know, and I think, I think if, I, if I'm not mistaken, the timeline is that, hey, Arctic Monkeys is also playing in two days. So do you want to go see them and then go to Jimmy Eat World the next day? And I'm like, yeah, I, I wanted to go see Jimmy Eat World. I saw Jimmy and they were, they were another headliner show. 
Admittedly, I only knew their album Bleed American. I only really knew that one. I knew the middle. I, I'm Sweetness is on the. I love the song Sweetness. That's just that's just a happy party rock song. I got into uh, Jimmy Eat World because of their music video for My Best Theory. Really? And then yeah, and then I kind of worked my way around into uh, Bleed American and that whole album because uh, my roommate has that album on vinyl. And oh, that's cool. how I found it. So that we. I liked one song, and so you have to listen to the whole. <laughs> you have to listen to the whole vinyl to get to the song you like, because you can't just be like, "Oh, I bet it's here," and drop it down. <laughs> so, like, yeah. So we got. I got really used to listening to the album, and then I was like, "Oh, I really do like these guys." It's not just a one-hit wonder song for me. I'm like, I like this band. The show itself was. They were okay. They came. They played music. They they left. They they did an encore. It was good. And the encore was the middle. Because, you know, like, when the whole show went by, like, they haven't played the middle yet. They played Sweetness, which I, I was happy for, but, like, they haven't played the middle yet. And that's, that's the Jimmy Eat World song, yeah. people know. So when, when, when they came out, I knew it was going to happen. Two stories from that concert, though. One, they played their song, Coffee and Cigarettes, which I was like, I like this song. I'm getting into this. And then I went and heard the album version, and I was like, I actually liked it live better. Mm-hmm. Just because, for the chorus, the lead singer was hitting the, 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 the chorus. Um, the, the, the real notable thing to come from that day, though is the opener for Jimmy E. World was a band called Super Happy Fun Club. And I actually, I, I, I like that band a lot. I discovered them after the show, bought both their, what they had at the time, both their albums uh, right away. And I, I, I do genuinely like them. And that's a it's, a, it's a, it's a topic for another day, but they're a band that's six members and all of them sing. Really? Yeah, that, like, like their, their, their iconic thing is, in, in all their songs, there will be at least one moment, usually the chorus, but at least one moment where all of them are singing. Two, oh. two guitarists, a bassist, the drummer, a lead singer, and a keyboardist. Oh, that would kind of be cool, too. And really seeing them live, and seeing them live, they were getting into it, too. Seeing them all lined up and all of them in front of the mics and the drummer leaning over to sing yeah. as well. It was... So, like, going off of, like, songs that we've heard but prefer live. So, I think this was at Sonic Boom. I, uh, I don't know. I can't remember what year. I think it was the first year JJO put on Sonic Boom down in Janesville at, like, this old airport that got closed down. And so... That'd be a cool venue. <laughs> it was a really cool venue, because they had, like, two big stages set up on, like, either side of this, like, middle barricade, and then from one side of the stage, it'd be booths, and then on the other side was more booths, so it kind of, like, circled you in a little bit, but it was massive. It was, like, in a That's, big field. That sounds like a pretty decent setup, actually. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool, and, like, um, that year that I went, they had, like, uh... Who did they? They had Star Set, who I'm a huge fan of. They're super theatrical band. Oh no, no, I love Star like, Set. Like and so, especially I, when My Demons came on. Like this was like super early in the morning, so I'm just going off. Like it was so much fun for that one. A buddy just showed me Star Set like maybe three months ago, and he he, he kept describing them as as the way they described themselves as cinematic rock. Yeah, kind of like, I can get behind this. Especially f- talking to you about like um, concept albums, like the. Their whole first album, if you listen to it from the first song to the very last song, each, like, ending and beginning of song are, like, weird space facts. So it's this old, like, (laughs) 1920s, like, sounding radio guy talking about, like, the orbit of these satellites going around the planet. And, like, they really get into their aesthetic, and I kind of appreciate that. And especially, too, when they were playing, they were wearing, like, space outfits for a while. Like, it was super cool. Yeah, to the point, um, I saw Data Remember. I think it was the first time I ever seen him live. 
uh, only knew a few of their songs, like All I Want, um, All Signs Point to Lauderdale. It like, means a lot to you, I assume? Yeah, like, I never heard that song yet. No, really? Surprisingly, okay. I did, but it was the one I heard live. So he's like, all right, everybody, like, we usually don't play slow songs, but we're going to play this one for you. If you know it, sing it. And so the whole crowd lit up. Like, they all pulled out their phones. They had lighters and flashlights. Like, as far as the eye can see. And this whole crowd full of, like, young kids and kind of, like, older people were all singing these so this song. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on right now. But it was such a cool song to see live that I was like, oh, man, I could really get into this. Like... And I, so I, I mean, don't, that sounds incredible. Like, it was I'm so cool that, to actually. see them play it live. And at the time, too, so my friend who I went with, it was her and her boyfriend. Um, she was crowd surfing the song before. So her boyfriend and I were just like, where the fuck is she? Oh, she was gone? <laughs> yeah, she was gone. She still hadn't made her way back to us. So we're trying to like kind of find her and kind of like enjoy the song. So we're like half paying attention, but he got to the part where um, like the music starts picking up. So like, you know, you can't give me what I need. Yeah. So at, before then the whole stage was dark and he's just kind of sitting like in the middle of the stage on the stool and you don't see the background. You, you just see him. And then that kicks on and the whole stage lights up and there the whole like field lights up that's awesome and it was the coolest thing like i was like so spellbound by it but i was like i love this song i love this band like <laughs> no, no, that was the moment for you it was the complete moment and it was a complete turnaround too because uh the set before was bring me the horizon and i had seen them already at uh warp tour in 2013 could not wait to see them again uh got really close this time to the barricade so i was super excited i got crushed it was so bad. I could not breathe. I started panicking. Like, you physically got crushed. Yeah, and I was pushed being... Up against, oh, boy. Yeah, I was being pushed between the two... There was, like, two rows of people before the barricade. Oh, so I was being pushed into the people, and I could not get out. And so this guy behind me realized that I was, like, stuck. And he goes, do you want to get out? And I was like, please, for the love of God. I would love to breathe right now. Yeah, guys. so yeah. he and this other guy, like, were trying to pick me up, but someone had a grip of my backpack, so I couldn't get up. And so I was, like, super freaked out, and it, these two guys who were just complete godsends to me at that time, <laughs> like, literally lifted my skinny ass out of this crowd and, like, threw me over the barricade to the security dude. And I was like, thank God I'm over it. Like, I want to go home. And, and so it was a complete turnaround from that. So that happened during the Bring Me the Horizon set. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Okay. And so they're like, oh, let's go see a day to remember. And I'm like, I don't want to be in a crowd. I don't want to do that again. So we kind of stayed more toward the back. Because I'm like, I'm not going into this crowd. And it was a complete 180. It saved the whole day for me. That's cool. It was a really cool time. Did they actually have a female vocalist for the female mm -hmm. part of that? It was okay. just the guy, yeah. Because uh, I didn't realize there was a female part to it until I heard the like the album. album version. And I was like, oh, I get it. Uh, despite how often we talk music to each other, the only show that we've actually been to together was A Day to Remember. Yeah. Uh, I assume it would be years after that story because it was only three years ago now. Yeah. This summer, a little bit three years ago. It was like three or four years. Like, no, because I must have been... Because it was, <laughs> this is how I measure it. So I know that was my senior year that I had seen them because it was right after that I dislocated my knee. So that's how I measure time. <laughs> so, when was the last time I did a serious bodily yeah, injury to myself? Yeah, pretty much. 
So it must have been what three, three or four years from when I first saw them is when I saw them with you. Okay. We had gone, uh, so, because they had come to Summerfest, and we had gone, we had planned on seeing them, like, we, we, we had agreed we were going to go see them, like, four months in advance, like, yeah. like, once the lineup was released, and then, then another co-worker of ours said he was going and he'd be there. So, like, okay, cool, yeah, hey, let's, let, let's do it. So, we, we, we went to the show together, ran into a bunch of, a, a fair amount of people. You ran into people you knew, mm-hmm. we ran into another co-worker of ours, I ran into someone I knew, then we, and we ran into the initial co-worker we were going to meet up with. Um, and we hadn't really walked around and seen many other shows, but we had, we, we, we kind of found seats cause we knew a da- data member would be packed. So we found yeah. seats and just kind of enjoyed ourselves at that stage. The first band that was up, like, you know, the four o'clock show, cause usually for Summerfest there's four o'clock, seven o'clock, and then 10 o'clock is when the headliner comes mm-hmm. out. Four o'clock band was one that I didn't know. I only Knuckle knew. Puck, either. I think. They, they, they were seven o'clock. Oh. The one before them, I didn't. I didn't know them at all, and I don't think you did either. I think we were discussing like, yeah, you know, they're all right, but they're yeah. just kind of a generic rock band. Then, then Knuckle Puck came out, a band that I, I think you had seen at Warped, right? Uh, I'd heard of them at Warped, I think, or I'd heard of them because they did a cover of like a pop song. They were playing live, and they they, they were really good. I was actually tempted to buy their album that that day. I, I ended up buying it later, anyways. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they, they did a good job. I just remember them. You know, it, it's, it's a rock show, so there's there, they, they want a mosh or at least circle pit or something like yeah. that. And the way that the stage was set up is like the actual seats, the benches were bolted into the ground. It wasn't like a makeshift stage that they had put together. This stage was made for a, for a concert show, so they were there to always have seating kind of thing. And they were like, "Come on, guys, let's see a pit form. Let's see a pit form. Play a few songs." Now, and, and someone told them they can't make a pit right now, which the lead singer interpreted as they aren't allowed to make a pit right now. So he said, they're saying you can't make a pit, but we don't give a fuck. Let's do it anyways. <laughs> and, we're, and we're in the crowd going, we physically can't do a pit because we yeah. would all trip all the time. And this is... Well, it's I, funny you say that too, because like later on when a Data Remember played, because the crowd had gotten so big by the time a Data Remember started that like, I'm pretty sure we were louder than the Tom Petty like stage that was going on because easily we were just so big and so rowdy that by the time that a data remember i think was halfway through their set like also we turned around and there were these two giant circle pits like in the middle of this walkway and it was the funniest yeah, thing the all pits these... were adamant about forming yeah like it was so funny too because all these people are like especially you can tell like who have no idea what's going on are like staring at the like people like they're insane and the security people didn't know what to do, so they just kind of were, like, watching and just trying to make sure no one swung too hard or something. It was the funniest thing to watch. It was it was pretty great. That concert is probably the third best concert I've been to. Because A Day to Remember is a band that has great stage presence. Oh, yeah. Jeremy is there, and he is full of life. He's going to talk to that crowd. He's going to have a great time. And they're a band, and this is, this is something very dorky I always like. They're a band that brings props. They were going to oh, throw yeah. things in, into, the, into the crowd and stuff. And they, they, we had beach balls and inflatable pizzas. <laughs> when I saw them at Sonic, uh, Jeremy pretty much crawled into this giant hamster ball. And he's like, <laughs> he told everybody, he's like, you got to get real close for this to work. So everybody, like, don't crush anybody, but come up to the stage. And so everybody's like, fill up the holes, fill up the holes. And so everybody <laughs> did. And then he just jumped over the, like, 
stage gap and just started running like a hamster on the crowd and it was God, so that's fun. cool it was so funny to watch because they're between the beach balls and like people are throwing toilet paper and shit mm. like that you have this dude in a hamster ball that's so cool um a guy i know he had seen he has he's seen him live a billion times and he actually one of his a very fond proud moment for him was he had a pikachu hat on one time and jeremy in actually called him out in the crowd so it was like in between songs. He was like, so I just I, I glanced out there and someone's wearing a Pikachu hat and that and, and that kind of made my night or whatever something like that. And I was like, that's cool. Like that, that he's he's literally calling out individuals in the audience mm-hmm. and having a good time just with everyone. Great stage presence. They're always running around. At one point, I think it was for when they played "We Got This," but I might be mistaken. Jeremy just laid on the ground and the guitarists were jumping over him, but yeah. he, he was still singing from I the think ground. That's what song that was too. My uh, favorite too always will be um, "All I Want." All, I, all I want was, was in my opinion, kind of their what was the comeback where, song. Yeah. What was the one where he's like, everybody get on someone's shoulders? Does that have faith? That was have faith it? in me. And I, I, I was about to segue to that story because I feel so bad because Jeremy said, ladies, if, if there's a guy there, get up on his shoulders and you turn to me. And, and we are not romantically linked at all. <laughs> but I looked at you and, and you were you kind of gave me the whole, haha, that'd be silly. And I was like, you want to go on? And you're like, okay, sure. That was the hardest because, thing to do is because get on your shoulders. Oh, so again, I'm kind of tall, so it, it, it would have been, it, it was awkward at the time to, to get her to stand on the bench and for me to crouch down low enough, and then I'm, I, I don't know if I ever properly explained to you what happened, but I was never standing at full height, not because I couldn't handle her on my shoulders, Danny's a grain of rice, I can easily <laughs> lift her up, but because my foot was wedged awkwardly, um, so like I said, the benches were, were nailed down, yeah. or screwed down to the ground, and like, if this is, if this is the post... When I, when, I, when I was lifting you up, I had, like, my feet separated. Then as I stood up, my one foot wouldn't come back over. And I, I didn't want to, like, bounce and shimmy and stuff because I was worried about you falling off. So I would just awkwardly have crouched down, <laughs> waiting for the song to end, thinking, God, this is probably ruining for her right now. No, she went- dude, it was so funny, too, because, like, even when you weren't at your full height between... Because I'm sort of tall for being a girl... Like, I, I was still taller than some people that were standing on benches, dude. Like, it was the funniest shit. Yeah, and I, so I just, I, I, I'm actually glad to hear that, though, because I, I, I was worried I was ruining it for you, and I'm like, I can't fix this right now. No, I had a great time. Like, I didn't want to be too high, too, because also that, I feel like that's really, like, shitty to be like, hi, guys, <laughs> I'm still going to block me. your view. <laughs> me standing at any show, yeah, I, I feel that. And especially, like, seeing a day to remember because they are such a fun fantasy live that you just, you want to scream along to it. And everybody else around you is doing it. So it's, like, a really cool, like, collective, like, thing. I don't know. They're just out always. Whenever they're around, I'll go see them. I don't care how old I am. And then, like, they're also a band who really wants to help, like, their whole self-help fest, their Mm -hmm. own music festival dedicated to, like, the proceeds going to, like, helping, like, suicide prevention and stuff like that. I can, I, I get behind them a lot. And Third Eye Blind is another band that has amazing stage presence. Admittedly, they didn't, they didn't have a full show because mm-hmm. their their big time to shine was mid to late '90s and even some early 2000s. But I, I could just tell it wasn't as as it's despite being a headliner, it wasn't a huge show. Um, but they had great stage presence. The lead singer was walking around and talking to people. He was sharing stories because apparently he had lived in Milwaukee until he was like three or four, and he had some memory about it and stuff. And at the time, that was my favorite concert. They were, they, they were fun. They were a good time. Then we saw a day to remember, and they topped it. And then this band topped it again the next time. I just remember being kind of angry because there were some 
kids probably our age, me and me and my buddy's age at the time, standing in front of us who were just standing there, the kind of kids who were too cool to dance. Mm. Like, you know, we're here listening, we're at a concert, we're at Summerfest, yeah, this band, this band's alright, right? Yeah, I guess. And kind of lame, though, kind of old for old people. And I just remember thinking, why are you here right now? Are you even enjoying your music, or are you are you are you are you trying to trying to create an image kind yeah. of thing? Like it's, it's it's I think it's really stupid to be a poser about not liking something. Yeah, I mean, I feel like especially now too, like that whole kind of mentality caught on, especially with the internet. So everybody's quick to tell you exactly what they hate. Like they're not open to discussion for it. They're like, I hate it, and this is it. And it's just like that's boring, though. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather listen about, you know, I might not like this group you do, but why do you like them? Was there a memory to it? Is there a, like a story, like our concerts to it? Mm-hmm. Like what, what about them do you like? Like that's far more interesting than being like, oh yeah, I hate it. Because the first thing anybody who is listening is gonna be like, all right, and like no one cares, dude. Like get over it. <laughs> no one cares. People are, nine times out of ten, way more interested in hearing an excited passion story over an angry passion story. Oh, man. Uh, Segwaying into something completely different before you go into your whole fangirling phase. Oh, I have have more stories before this one, even. (laughs) Perfect. Um, The last episode I talked about, Palais. Palais Royale. Yeah, that was the first time I ever saw them was at Warp Tour. I think it was it was the very last Warp Tour. And then I got my friend into it. Actually, I got my friend and my roommate into it. So much so that, like, I played it with them separately. And so I went and picked them all up. And I put on that song and instantly they're all like, I know this song. You know this song? Oh my god, I know this song. You know this song. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny because they were freaking out about both knowing it. And I was like, yes, it's working. So I was able to convince one of them to go see them live at the rave with me. And so this was, like, at the rave bar, like, the small little stage area. Um, Bones UK came on. They are my favorite, like, up-and-coming band. Like, I'd never heard of them before. Um, They're uh, punk grunge, like, full-on female grunge. Oh, right. Yeah. The singer, because she would always tell stories about how um, they went to a concert or they were in a concert in the UK... And one of the other bands who were playing, someone came over to them and was like, oh, like you guys play really good for girls. And they're like, oh. excuse me, what? Oh, yeah, that's not cool. And he goes, oh, well, don't you know it's uh, guys can play guitar better because our hands are bigger so we can like play more chords or something like that. And the, their guitarist is a badass. And so she's like, this is what we think of that. And she just did this, like, insane riff. As if, like, the female singer's like, here we go, guys. And just went into, <laughs> like... Yourselves. Yeah, went into, like, this whole, like, angry, like, fuck you song. So. And then right after that, they did um, Pretty Face. And if that sounds familiar, which it might not for you, but once they tell the story, it might. Okay. Um, remember... It was that spy movie, Anna. had Killian Murphy in it. Um, I, I, I know the movie. Yeah. yeah. The trailer that we saw for it, uh, What a Waste of a Pretty Face, that was them. <laughs> I know you're oh, amazing. Okay. No, I, I don't remember it, but okay, that's cool. That's, that's the, the, the music so being cool played out It was so cool to hear that again, because I was like, how do I know that? And I kept looking at Mallory, and I'm like, we know this. I just don't know how. And then eventually it like clicked, and I was like, 
old You saw it live. Yeah, we saw this. This is that song that we like. So it was, there's such a cool band to see live because they really kind of bring back like the 90s grunge that, like the era that I missed. So they kind of give you a little bit of a taste to it. And then of course Palais Royale came on and they got a very European, like they're from Canada, but grew up in the Las Vegas area. The last band you were talking about, that was Bones UK, you said? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So, yeah. And then Palais Royale, yeah. And then Palais Royale came on and kind of kept that feeling going and stuff. And, oh, man, we were literally dancing for that whole set. And then we, they were like, all right, thanks, guys, and, like, walked off. And I just remember seeing a girl and, like, what just happened? No, wait. <laughs> like, oh, wait, wait, please. There was so much plaid and fishnet and, like, like black and scrunchies and stuff. And I was like, I don't know what just happened right now. Like, <laughs> we, like, walked out and, like... I enjoyed it. What what era are we in? What year is it? What year is it? It was amazing. Like, they're so, they're so high energy. Like, that whole setup was so high energy. It was so much fun to go see. Well, it was, was Pally Royale involved in the whole fishnet plaid thing, or was that... Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. They were I, the I, 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 I think I meant that was just Bones UK. No, that was the whole concert. It was, like, very, like, uh, early Evanescence like 90s grunge to like euro grunge it was like it was a fun time and i was joking with mallory too because like i can't remember i was probably wearing black per usual but she was wearing like a little bit of nicer clothes and stuff and she just goes there's so much fishnet and i was like yeah i remember this her telling like her early t- hot topic scene style she told me about that concert months later and she was like I was so underdressed I was so I was so I was I stood out so much in that crowd it was great uh the idea of a high energy and kind of this isn't this isn't inherently grunge um and nor this is nor is this a first person retelling of a story but the band The Offspring I guess you guess I guess you could argue very early Offspring would be kind of grunge or at least at least garage punk with like yeah. Smash and stuff, but that's, that's not really relevant right now. Um, my brother had I believe he was at the concert or maybe his friends his friends were telling him this story. So this might be a second hand story. This might be a third hand story. I honestly don't remember. But going back to Summerfest because I'm a one trick pony. <laughs> uh, a high energy rock show like that though. Uh, the Offspring was was a headliner. They, they 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 were a 10 p.m. show, but they weren't the headliner of the day. They weren't they weren't on the big stage. They weren't on the paid stage. There were they were they were a 10 o'clock show by one of the side stages. But the crowd that they drew was bigger than the big name. Who I don't even remember who it was at this point because I wasn't there. But the crowd was so big and the music was getting so intense that there were actually reports that. That the police were getting of people feeling the show's vibrations from the music on the highway, like ten minutes down. Like it was, it was such, oh. such a powerful show for that for that My band. And stuff. Like that's that's kind of high energy. I, I I would love to be. That's the kind of crowd I'd love to be a part of. To say I I shared with I shared that moment with hundreds of people. Like Honestly, people. can you imagine the poor like. Cars going above and be like, why is my car breaking? And, or like, why is the bridge breaking? Oh man, yeah. I was gonna say too. This okay. So I've seen this band like a few times. I want to say like three or four times. But I've shown you in this moment, right? Yeah. They are a band that I highly recommend anyone to see, even if they don't necessarily like rock music, because they are so theatrical that you just can't like help. on stage. Yeah, like um. They'll recreate all of their music videos. Oh yeah. On stage. So like there's one um oh horror is really cool to see live. 
<laughs> no, but that song, because, like, the whole song is just being, like, the what if they call you a slut kind of thing, like... Okay, who cares what they think? Yeah. Um, burlesque sort of show. Okay. So, um, Chris Motionless from Motionless and White is in it. He, like, walks in, he's got, like, these, like, masks on, there's, like, bunny masks all over, kind of similar to the Playboy style. Okay. And... All of a sudden, the stage opens up, and it's Mar- uh, Maria Brink, the lead singer, and these two girls that are kind of dressed like mannequins, and they start, like, kind of creepy dancing, and then it cuts over to Maria, kind of, like, in the, like, schoolgirl sort of outfit, but she has a dunce cap on, and it's writ- it has a whore written on it in, like, red lettering, so whenever that song comes on, she brings out this yardstick and this, like, dunce cap. And she hands them out to, like, different girls in the crowd to, like, wear. And it's a super cool moment because, like, she, like, goes into, like, the meaning of the song and, like, why it's important and, like, why girls should be allowed at shows like this and why it shouldn't be so weird and why, like, we gotta stop judging sexuality and shit like that. She's like, it doesn't matter. Like, who cares what they say because it's not their issue. That's That's a really cool message to send. I like that. I get behind that. And then also, like... Making it a fun way to send out that message. Yeah, that, Maria Brink has that whole choreography down, and yeah. she's like very, even in her mo- like her motion, she has very big gestures. She's very like front and center. She kind of does the whole pin up style sort of thing. Okay. So she's super fun to watch, and the whole I they've been with um, Motionless and White. They toured with them when they went to the rave because that was when uh, Chris Motionless was in. Uh, the horror music video. So it was really cool to see both of them because they're both kind of like the weird sort of, I don't want to say like gothic, but kind of like, yeah, that gothic sort of feel to their stage presence. I, 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 I guess, I, I, I don't know enough about it in this moment, but in Motionless and White, I guess you could, you could call that gothic, yeah. Or just goth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just straight up emo goth. <laughs> okay, yeah. But in, it, 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 it sounds like those two would, would mix well together then. Oh, yeah. That was a really fun show. How, how many shows at the rave have you been to? Uh, could you could you say dozens? I would at least say at least a dozen. At least a dozen. Okay. Because I end up going... I always go there for something or other. I have only ever been there once. And it was my, my most recent concert. Because my favorite band was was coming to town. They weren't even the headliner. The headliner for this show was actually a Cage the Elephant. Like, they were the big name to come in. Oh, really? But the second opener for them was my favorite band, Angels and Airwaves. I, I have That's no not idea. even, like, your favorite. That's, like, your spirit animal I fucking fans. love Angels and Airwaves. <laughs> oh, my God. Big fan of Blink. Love the Boxcar Racer album. His one solo album where he just kind of... It's called uh, Demos, Odds, and Ends. Where just he's kind of releases, like, you know half put together things love that album obviously Angels and Airwaves I've loved every loved every second of it the animated stuff he's done through Ava and through his, his his production company the fact that he made a soundtrack for Love and then Love became its own album kind of thing so great and the fact that I was able to see him live when they when this was the year that they finally came back or at the time 2019 was because they had kind of gone into hiatus they have not released an LP since 2014 Oh, wow. But this is this year, it's, they're supposed to release a new one, and I am excited. Um, and they hadn't released an EP since 2017, and that was just to help support a book that was part of Tom's bigger production company kind of thing. 
So then, the day after my birthday last year, they they drop a new single, and it was an incredible song, an an amazing song for to, for a comeback thing. And then they released another one. Then they released tour dates, and I was so excited to to go and see one of their shows back in August. The song was released the day after my birthday. Then that Friday was when tickets were going to go live for their first tour in like seven years or something like that. And there, there was going to be a show in Chicago, and I'm like, I'm going to that show. This is going to be something I have to get to. The tickets went live at noon. I, unfortunately, did not get to my computer until 12.05. By 12.07, the show was sold out. And the next closest show was St. Louis on a Sunday night. So I couldn't go, and I was so bummed. I'm like, why why did I wait till 12.05? I should have been there right at noon. So then when this show was announced, and the fact that it was a Cage the Elephant show at the rave, and Angels and Airwaves were just also going to happen to be there, I'm like, I can make it to this one. This is going to be a big public venue. I can go to this one. And Cage the Elephant... I, I only know the two songs by him. I know Ain't No Rest for the Wicked and uh, the the cigarette one. Cigarette Monday morning. I don't... The I don't cigarette remember. one. The, okay. uh, they're, they're other really big song. The other big mainstream song. They were good. That lead singer did not stop once. He was dancing the entire time, walking around, and he was doing a thing where he'd take off his shirt as part of like the theme or whatever, and they had a big light show production. He'd put on costumes and masks and stuff, and he never stopped moving that entire show, except for when he was doing dance moves that was striking poses, and he'd pause for a couple seconds, then go like and move into a different pose. So kind go, of like straight robot He was style. moving for 40 minutes straight. That guy was going everywhere. I'm like, I, I don't even know most of these songs, but I can, I can appreciate you for who you are as an artist kind of thing. Exactly. But the big part for me was that middle group when Angels and Airwaves came on stage, and it was absolutely unreal for me. I was... I like, it was one of those things where I... Act, and this is going to sound so overly dramatic, but I couldn't actually believe I was there in that moment. I'm like, this band is... is I. There are songs I I can't can't even begin to explain it. I I feel like I'm watching you malfunction. Every single song they played was incredible. Loved all of them. They they had a whole light show going on because they're a very atmospheric and their their light show added to that. Yeah, that's a good word for them. They 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 played they played their 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 new song Rebel Girl and that came out and that was so big. And my favorite song of all time is Everything's Magic. And as soon. As those as those synth and drums came on for those first couple notes and the first clap hit, all my friends turned to me and was like, "It's your song," and I'm like, "Hell yeah, it's my song!" And it was it was just so damn good. And Tom, he was still chatting with the crowd and stuff. And at one point, I just remember him going. So he was actually telling a story. He's like, "Yeah, I've been at this venue quite a few times. Like uh, once with Boxcar Racer, uh, four or five times here with Angels and Airwaves, and countless times with Blink." Uh, and then at one point he goes, yeah, but I actually like being here. I like I like the city of Milwaukee. And then someone on the stage was like, no, uh, uh, Tom, we aren't in Wisconsin. Uh, Milwaukee's in Minnesota. And he's like, Milwaukee's in Minnesota? I thought I was in Wisconsin. I swear this is Wisconsin. And we're all trying to say, yeah, no, Tom, you were right. Don't listen to him. You're in Wisconsin right now. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Well, in Minnesota, like, wherever I am right now, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> thought we were in Wisconsin. <laughs> Um, so the only, like, and I, I bought, I bought a sweatshirt at the show and I, I bought a double XL and I was so careful washing it cause I, it's the only, the only <laughs> sweatshirt I have that's big on me and I love it for that reason and it's nice and soft. That was, okay, that was, that was my grand finale. The, the rest of this episode's Danny's. I have gushed and now I feel like I've, oh, oh boy. Alright, well I figured I'd just wrap it up with a quick few honorable mentions that I've seen that I have loved, um, 
Paris, I think you would know with Paris too. They're just a really cool band to see. I can imagine they're good live. Band. I love, um, I'm a sucker for St. Patrick. St. Patrick, you love that. I love that song. Like, when I pick a song, I stick with it. And that's just been one of the songs. Uh, Crown the Empire, I'll always like prep them. That was, I think, one of the very first bands I've ever crowd surfed to at Warped Tour. Really? Yeah. I think it was right after the Resistance album came out, and I'm pretty sure it was either Satellite or Machines that was playing. And, like, I just remember jumping up to, like, get a better view, and this dude behind me was like, you want to go up? And I went, what? <laughs> and he, Yeah, and he had me, like, around the waist and, like, threw me onto this group, and I was like, oh, my God, they're going to drop me. I'm going to break my neck. Nope, went all the way to the front. It was so much fun. That's rad. First time I ever saw Bring Me the Horizon was in 2013, and that was, uh, they played their Sepaternal album. That show was just riotous. That was so fun to see. Like, they had such a good presence, but you could tell the strain on Ollie's voice a lot of the time. So I, that I, was, I believe it. It was really unfortunate. And then my friend had gotten me super close to the barricades so that I could be super close to when Black Veil Brides came on. Same year, 2013. They played, like, uh, what was it? Fallen Angels. And the whole crowd just started jumping, and I was like having the time of my life. And I was like, I'm coming back to Warp Tour every year. And I did. And you did, yeah. And I did, yeah. So that was super fun. Um, and also, my favorite concert because I got to go real close for a press pass that I had when I worked for the UWM Post. It was uh, Crown the Empire, Asking Alexandra, and Black Valvets. <laughs> So, oh boy, uh, a triple threat here. <laughs> triple oh threat. It was so cool because I got to be like right next to the stage. And I just remember thinking like these are people that I have enjoyed listening to since the very beginning of my freshman year of high school. And now I'm like, I could basically trip them if I you wanted so to. <laughs> so like it was super cool to kind of have that moment and be like, this is what concerts are for. Because you look up and you see like all these get people just having a blast and you turn around and you have this whole crowd just screaming and like singing and everybody's having a great time. So that's kind of like the cool duality of concerts. And you got to interview the guitarist. Of yeah, Ben Bruce. Right? I got to talk to him and I was so nervous. I mean, he was like super laid back and super cool and we ended up talking about like music videos and having Danny back in the band because that was right when he rejoined mm -hmm. and so it was a really really cool opportunity to kind of have that and then go see them play live mm -hmm. so that's that's cool and that's and that's something that I know a lot of people I should maybe you shouldn't even say a lot but there are a fair amount of people who probably think they wouldn't enjoy a concert because they, they don't like crowds they don't like they don't mm -hmm. like your ears do ring after a concert because it's loud music. Always Usually. ring earbuds. Earplugs are, they're, they're going to help your hearing in the long run. But ultimately, what well, what the concert is, is it's it's there to bring a community community together. Like, all, all of you are there. You might not have a single thing in common with any of the people there, but you do have that band. That, 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 that can be the one thing that you can talk to anybody in that crowd about. Even if their thing is, I don't really know this band, but, but my friend here brought me. Boom, talk about that. You go to your friend with concerts, mm -hmm. you go to your concerts with your friend a lot. There's always a reason to feel like you belong when you are at a live show. I would say go to a concert because you are going to, in some way, shape, or form, 
have a story come out of it. Oh, yeah. But that's going to wrap up this episode. One uh, a topic that I want to at least hint at here that I was very much avoiding bringing up here is just live albums. But for now, this is the end of this episode of Listen to This. Thank you for joining us. Once again, I've been Alex. And I'm Danny. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.